everybody doing this morning. Uh, I'm trying to look at uh, comments and things like that as uh, you're going to see people in the background on my camera uh, here this morning. So anyway, um, I'm trying to just uh, investigate the the uh, the comments to see what's going on there. Yeah. Noisy dogs already here in the house this morning. So apologies about uh, the, the noises in the background. So uh, I don't know if you're seeing the comments, not seeing the comments. Uh, everybody check on your own Facebook page. Uh, we have uh, looked, both Don and I have looked at things. And uh, there is a little place under your comments where you can click a box that says uh, the relevancy, most relevant, real-time comments, newest. Um, 
sent with stars. I don't know why Facebook continues to mess with things. They get something working good, and then they think, oh, we'll be creative. I guess it's because it gives somebody a job or something. But uh, real-time comments, uh, you can click on that, and it should show you uh, lots of lots of comments. In fact, I'm looking at uh, yesterday's comments now for some reason, most newest comments. There we go. Uh, I guess I'm looking at yesterday now. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't want to spend too much time on that and keep uh, those that are live with us really enjoy seeing each other's comments. And uh, so that is why I'm talking about that here this morning because it is helpful. It's a sense of community that we have here together, and seeing those comments helps have that sense of community. So, so people like to see the comments, and uh, that's that's why I, I I'm kind of talking about this this morning. So, um, you can always message me if you need to. If you don't think a comments coming through. Uh, on Messenger or Message Don. Both Don and I have spent some time looking at this. And uh, I I don't know if anybody's typed one yet, Priscilla, because I'm busy trying to talk and look at things. So let me try this. Try that. So uh, see if that is working. Uh, I don't want to mess with things too much and then totally lose everything. But... Uh, uh, anyway, I, I did just type a comment to you. Hopefully, you see that good morning there. Uh, meantime, I'm going to get us over into John chapter 20 because we could spend the entirety of our broadcast trying to figure out uh, the, the the comments on the Facebook side of things. Uh, I do have this ability to do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know that... Uh, uh, this is the best, but I, I can I can do that, and I can do this as well. So um, anyway, I, I can put the comments up live so you can see them, and I can have them playing uh, live like this as well. So uh, and say, I'll play with that a little bit uh, to get back to a, a little bit bolder of a uh, an approach here. Anyway, hey, great having Missy with us over there in Pennsylvania. I haven't always gotten to say uh, hey and hi and, and ho there. How's everything going there? And uh, uh, hopefully uh, things are going well there in western Pennsylvania. Things are going well down there in Virginia. And uh, things going well here. And then Stephanie over in western Pennsylvania probably, I don't know, what, eight eight to ten miles apart between Stephanie and Missy, something like that, and about 320 miles between them and Walter down there. Uh, I know that because I used to drive that route all the time, back and forth between school and home when I was uh, would go home. So uh, anyway, um, hey, uh, again, last Last little tidbit, in your own Facebook page where you're looking at comments, there is a place where you can click uh, up toward the top of your comments. Um, uh, and if you are in that feed, you should be able to click see all comments. Uh, 
or what comments you want to click. There's a little drop down menu that, that you can click on. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. I, I can't figure out Facebook. That's not my deal. My deal is to try to get us into the scriptures. So let me do that rather than labor on this point, things that are outside of our control when they continue to change things. So here we go. Uh, John chapter 20, verse 24. Now Thomas called Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. The chosen portrays uh, Thomas as the winemaker uh, and uh that's kind of how he is portrayed early on in the series, The Chosen. So, so the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hands into his side, I will not believe it. I mean, he wanted absolute convincing proof. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. He said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you've seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who've not seen and yet have believed. Friends, that is talking about you. That is talking about me. We, we haven't physically seen Jesus. At least I don't think many of us have physically seen Jesus. And uh, if any of us have physically seen Jesus, and he's really speaking about those that had walked with him and uh, had seen the miracles, had heard the teaching, had, had whose, in fact, their own lives had been impacted by him. All of these things uh, being true, and um, but yet Jesus says to Thomas, those who haven't seen me yet believe in me, they're the ones that are really, really, really blessed. You've had every opportunity to hear me. You've eaten with me. You've heard the witness of the other disciples, uh, and uh, uh, now you look at me. Yeah, okay, you want to put your hands in my, your, your finger in my hand? Here, go ahead. Uh here, here's my side. He pulls up his cloak. Here's this hole in my side. Go ahead. Stop doubting and believe. And then you wonder if, if these would be words that Jesus would be saying to any of us today. Stop doubting and believe. Uh, I, I am being particularly challenged with this uh, as as pertains to, you know, what, what my particular future is to look like Um and the idea of, well, I believe God, will I trust God for what, uh, what needs to happen? Or, you know, am I trying to control things and clutch onto things? And that's something that we do. God tries to convince us of something, and yet what do we do is we, we don't want to take the evidence. Uh, we don't want to take his word for it. We don't want to take the encouragement of other people so with Thomas, it's it's a case of, okay, here you go. Here's the physical, literal proof. Uh, and, and it doesn't necessarily say that Thomas ever reached out his finger and put his finger or his hand into the side. But when Jesus showed him, all of a sudden Thomas said, my Lord and my God, do you believe? What's the level of your belief? Is, is your belief a saving belief? 
uh, is your belief uh, a, a belief that um, uh, a, a belief that uh, goes further than that? A belief that trusts in the leading of God. Uh, a belief that trusts in the working of God. A, a, a belief that trusts in the provision of God. Uh, a belief in uh, the fact that, that God is, 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 as you try to walk with him, he's looking out for you. I mean, I, I'm thinking about what's the level of my belief. I mean, there's saving belief. But he wants far more belief from us than simply saving belief. He wants belief that becomes obedient belief. He wants a belief that becomes a witnessing belief. He wants a belief in us that becomes a praying belief. He wants the type of belief from us that becomes a serving belief. He wants the type of belief in us that's a going type of belief. That's what he's looking for. I mean, I, I go back to, and uh, we, we were watching this last night uh, back in John chapter 14, down at verse 12. Uh, yeah. We've looked at this before, but I want to go back to this. He says, believe me when I say that I am in the Father, the Father is in me. At least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I mean, Jesus gave all kinds of evidence. He gave the evidence of the miracles. Uh, he gave the evidence of uh, raising people from the dead. He gave the evidence now post-resurrection of being with them. I mean, what, what more evidence do we need? What more evidence did the disciples need than the evidence that he provided for them? And so we look at this passage, and he says, I'll tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Friends, I, I, want, us to, I want us to think about this verse for, for a moment or two. Um, the idea of the greater things. I believe God wants us to do greater things uh, as a church. Uh, I believe that God wants us to to get beyond whatever we've ever been before into something bigger and newer and vaster and more impactful than anything we've had since 1848. To give thanks for the good things that have happened since 1848, uh, but but to get beyond to do things differently, to think differently, to act differently, to believe differently. And I want to challenge all those leaders among us. You know, we're called, we're called to lead our people, not into fear, not into, and, and, and friends, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this. I mean, uh, we, we've been, things have been tight for us, uh, but God's wanting to do far more. And protecting isn't leading. We need to lead our people. And those of you that are listening, you need to be a part of this, entrusting God to do greater things. Uh, Sunday was a phenomenal day. We had a great day on Sunday. We had a great time. Those that gathered in some homes on Thursday night, we had a great time Friday night. But God is wanting to blow the roof off people. And I'm not talking a hurricane. I'm not talking a a tornado. I'm talking 1848, Priscilla. That's when the church began. In fact, there's some indication that maybe it began about nine years before that, possibly, but 1848 is the marquee 
uh, in the building. So God's wanting to do far more. God's wanting to see more people come to faith in Christ. Uh, God is wanting to see uh, uh, more training come out of our church. God is wanting to see more, at least that's my opinion, God is wanting to see more disciple-making come out of our church. Uh, God is wanting to see more of you take steps of faith in what you've ever taken in your life, ever. Uh, And I don't know what those steps of faith for you might mean, uh, but God is wanting that. Uh, God, God, let me tell you, the church, having seen it, the church in the West is standing still. You can say, what about all the mega churches? They're standing still. In America, we are standing still compared to what is going on in the rest of the world in the church because we've put our churches into a box. Uh, I didn't think I'd go down this road today, but but we do. Uh, you know, literally a box called a building. And we need to think differently. And, you know, I, I the other day I was driving past Bella Cat. I thought, maybe we just need to start doing outdoor concerts uh, down in Belfast. Uh, every week uh, as, as outreaches, uh, not not just concerts, but 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 worship services and preaching. Find a place to go. Could be Bella Cat. Could be the city park. Could be, you know. But but to get out there and to do something different. But here's the thing: it requires more of us to be engaged. It requires more of us to be involved. And so back to this verse again, where he says, "I tell you, uh, anyone who has a faith in me, he doesn't just say you, you disciples who are right now following me. The word is anyone who has faith in me. That can be you, friend. That can be me, friend. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing, and he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Now, I don't particularly think that this is talking about doing greater miracles. Now, I don't think that's particularly what he's talking about necessarily. I think he's talking about the expanse of the gospel. I think he's talking about the making of disciples. I think he's talking about the establishing of the church. Miracles may be a part of that, but I don't think that's what he has in mind. I think he has in mind that the gospel would go around the world. And so, friends, what is it that he wants you to do? What step of faith does he want you to take? That's my question. Verse 13 goes on and says this, and whatever you ask in my name, uh, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So looking at these verses, I just just want to encourage us about what he had to say. And and, and back to the end of uh, John chapter 20, I mean, he's talking talking to Thomas. Uh, and to us, he's saying to he's saying to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. He's saying to us, stop doubting and believe. Yes, you know, and I'm going to interact a little bit with with the comments over here. I don't I don't think it's it's just false teaching. I think there's a lot of good teaching out there. I think there's a lot of, of of lack of faith in a lot of good, solid Bible-believing churches that are on cue. Uh, so I'm just kind of interacting with with the comment here from Claire uh, at at the bottom here. You know, there's a lot of false teach. Yeah, but you know what? I I I also think there's just a lot of lack of belief, and I also think that there is a lot of, um, you know, we bought in to focus on the family lie. Uh, and, and I don't think James Dobson ever meant it to be that, but we, we, we put our family ahead of our faith. 
And I can show you words from the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 that says those who put their family ahead of their faith don't love him. He says that. And, and, and these are really challenging words that he has to say. Um, let me take you there into Matthew chapter 10. Uh, yeah, chapter 10, down here at verse 34. Do not suppose I've come to bring peace to the earth. I do not come to bring peace but a sword. For I've come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Again, just last night we watched an episode of The Chosen, uh, and it's an episode where... I can't think of her name, but Thomas and she made the wine, or were, were, were the ones responsible for the wine at the wedding feast of Cana. At least this is the way it's portrayed in, this isn't Bible, okay, but this is the way it's portrayed in the message, I mean, in, in the movie, The Chosen. And uh, uh, she decides to go along with Thomas and follow Jesus to her father's chagrin. And you see the sadness, you see some of the tension there when we decide to follow after Jesus. Uh, so I've come to turn a man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies will be members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, this does not mean that we shouldn't love our children. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't love our spouse. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't love those in our own household. But what it does mean is we have to choose our faith first. Put Christ first. And uh, that's what we need to do. And, and, and I think we've been lulled into, and what we do is uh, we've busied our lives beyond what we should be busying our lives. I'm raising my hand, myself included. and. Uh, so what ends up happening is something has to give so we can have a little bit of, of health to our our psyche and to our soul and, and whatnot. So what gives is the church. What gives is the faith. We'll choose to go on family vacation. We'll choose to go, and I'm not against any of these things, but we'll choose to go away for the weekend. And oftentimes, I have to wonder, honestly, do we leave God at home? Is Jesus back uh, sitting in our living room waiting for us? Because we didn't take him with us. Now, you can go away and take Jesus with you. We need to take Jesus with us everywhere. We need to take Jesus with us to the bank. We need to take Jesus with us to uh, Hannaford's. We need to take, uh, or Giant, if you live in Lancaster County, uh, or uh, to the market, wherever. We need to take Jesus to work with us. We need to take Jesus on vacation with us. It's a case of prioritizing our faith. Now, back in John, he is really challenging belief, challenging us to believe. Verse 27, he says, stop doubting and believe. Is there something that God is asking you to believe him to do? Okay, so I'm sitting here and thinking he's asking me to believe him for, you know, I, and friends, I have to say, um, I don't believe that God is calling me away from local churches. I don't believe that God's even necessarily calling me away from our local church. 
I do believe that God is calling me to a bigger platform uh, on on a bigger, uh, more global. Uh, I don't want to say a bigger stage, but more global because much of what I do isn't, isn't necessarily on a stage. It's behind the scenes. Um, but to believe God for that. Are we believing? Are we worrying? Is there something in your life that we're, we're worrying about, that you're worrying about, not praying about, something that God is asking you to believe him for and you're not believing him for? Now, I know there are things that happen in life sometimes when we say it's hard for me to believe God, but I'm praying and praying and praying and praying about this one thing, and it's not happening. Some of you have deep, deep, deep uh, burdens for lost loved ones, and, and we all should have deep burdens for lost loved ones. We absolutely should. Some of you have loved ones that are, are are living in places that are destructive for them, and you're burdened, and you're praying, and and I get that. But what you, you keep on praying, you keep on knocking, you keep on seeking, you keep on you you keep on praying. You know, it, comment uh, revival begins with repentance of God's people. Revival doesn't begin with a revival service, friends. I see I see churches, and I get I get the heart. I appreciate the heart of a revival service, but you know what? You cannot have a service to make revival. Revival is two things. It is a work of the Holy Spirit and, and is a response of the people of God. That's what a revival is. The Holy Spirit stirs people to repentance and to faith, and uh, so we turn in repentance and in faith, being prompted by the Holy Spirit. Verse 27, stop doubting and believe. Verse 29, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who've not seen and yet have believed. Oh, that that would be us. Oh, that we'd believe. Oh, that we'd become the people of John 14, 12. That he would use us to do even greater things. Things that would just, you know, I mean, think about Belfast. We think Belfast is a tough place. It is. Belfast is a tough place. And just to have another church like every other church isn't going to reach Belfast. We have churches different than every other church, not different in the gospel, no, not not different in the uh, holding forth the word of God. I don't mean that, but maybe the approach to people, maybe the approach to church itself is something that we need to wrestle with and pray through it needs to be different because Belfast needs to be reached. Look at what's happened. Uh, two of the most spiritually alive churches in Belfast have left Belfast. Uh, Christ the King, and, and I'm not knocking them. I love these men and, and their churches. I pray for them. But Christ the King left Belfast and is going to build in Belmont. Uh, Calvary Chapel left Belfast, is going to build in Belmont. Uh, moral is immoral, not immoral, but it's immoral. You know, and so you, you really only have a few vestiges of churches, gospel churches, and you have Faith Temple. A good church there in Belfast. Um, uh, Little River Church. Uh, it, it, it's in a different place, uh, but it's a, it, it's it's solid theologically, and, and I support Jonathan and the pastor there. But to reach Belfast, friends, may we become the John fourteen twelve people that Jesus does greater things through our lives. We control it. We we want to control it theologically. Uh, and we want to create these neat little, uh, neat little theological boxes and make it all tidy. And friends, it isn't. I think theology is a lot more complex and messy than than what we've made it systematically. 
I've studied systematic theology. I've studied biblical theology. I, I find great comfort in, in boxing things together in those ways, but sometimes we box things to the exclusion of other things, and we need to take the whole of the scriptures. Unfortunately, those that use the term full gospel, basically uh, they mean, look, we're going to be Pentecostal. How about full Bible? Uh, how about full gospel in that sense that we take all of it and, and what it means to us and how we need to live? Well, I've only gotten as far as Thomas this morning. I thought we'd get a little bit further. Um, the, the end of this chapter, chapter 20 of the book of John says, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that, my, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I'm praying. I'm praying that, that uh, there would be life in his name. I'm praying that you have life in his name. I'm praying that we live in that life in his name. I'm praying that many people will believe in Christ and have life in his name. So much evidence. So much that we can hang on to. Uh, and my prayer for us is that we would be radical people in Christ, radical people, that we, we, we would take him to heart, that we'd follow him as, as the, those disciples we read about in the Gospels and watch on uh, the chosen live. May we be that type of people that Jesus uses to do even greater things for his honor and glory, not for our glory, but for his. Lord, that's our prayer. Be glorified in our lives today. In Jesus' name, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, amen. Have a great day.